What's up, humans? This is Victor Rung, and you're listening to the Human Up podcast. To me, this podcast is about developing emotional intelligence as it relates to personal clarity, uh, stress management, and relationship management. And I use emotional intelligence as sort of the lens that I look through within the many social problems that we have today um, in, in society, in, in our cultures, and even within ourselves as individuals as well. Because after realizing the lack thereof within my own life, within um, how I was raised and, and the perceptions that I have absorbed, um, you know, feelings and emotions were not very much talked about at all. And that suppression um, overall led me to a place of stagnation and complacency within my career. It, it, uh, it, it made me become very much a people pleaser where I would bend over backwards in order to avoid conflict with others um, and especially within myself um, where, you know, I, I wouldn't want to sit with the uncomfortable emotions whenever something, you know, stressful or angry or, or sad or, or um, any kind of pressure was added on me. You know, I would, I would try to do everything in my power to just suppress it or ignore it or, or, um, you know, try to replace it with a, a positive one, even if it wasn't genuine. So I really got to make that intro a little bit shorter, but uh, that's, that's kind of, you know, a quick little two minute intro to this podcast and what I'm doing with it. And today I have on as a guest, Sahara Rose DeVore, who is a travel coach and the founder of the Travel Coach Network. She helps both individuals and professionals in the workplace travel with more intention. So she'll coach people through how to get the most out of their travel experiences and how to help people save the time and resources and energy in, in going into travel so that they can come out being the best version and learn the most and grow the most from their experience. So I very much connected with her and, and was excited to bring her on because of just, first of all, this being such an interesting niche to be in. Uh, I've, I haven't really heard of anything like this before, but also because I very much see how travel can also help boost our own emotional intelligence as well. And I, I, a, a firm believer that everyone needs to travel at least a few times within their life to just expand their their perspectives, their way of thinking, their um, their empathy, and just the ability to connect with other human beings and seeing how other people live um, on this planet. And the it's it's a really good um, both fun and educational experience for you to also improve your emotional intelligence as well. So I figured it'd be a great fit to have her on and I'm excited to have her on to share what travel coaching is and how she helps people uh, travel with more intention and 
why travel is so important for humans. So we'll get into the episode, but don't forget to stick around towards the end uh, to learn more about Sahara and, and the projects that she's working on and, and how to get connected with her. Or if you're interested in emotional intelligence and the projects that I'm working on, uh, you can learn more towards the end as well. Um, but we'll get into the episode right after a quick message from my sponsor. First off, thank you for being a listener of the Human Up podcast. I definitely have so much to say and express and all the things that I've experienced and observed throughout my life that I've honestly been cultured and, and kind of pressured to, to bite my tongue against. So I really love being able to use this platform and this medium as a podcast to do so. And it wouldn't be possible without Anchor.fm, which is the hosting platform I use to distribute this podcast. It's perfect for me right now because it's free and automatically distributes my episodes to all the different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. And the cool part is that there are tools to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So you don't even need any extra software or services to, to create the podcast. And you can even make money from the podcast with no minimum listenership by recording ads like this. So if you have a message to send and ideas to spread, definitely download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And who knows, maybe we can collab and create a, a podcast episode together. If you do end up creating one, you should definitely hit me up and, and we can do something there. With that, let's get back to the episode. All right. Thanks for coming on the podcast, Sahara. Um, it's really, really cool to, to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to share. Yeah, I uh, met you through a Facebook group. I don't even remember which one at this point. Me either. <laughs> but, There's plenty of them. I don't know. I don't exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I was really interested in, in what you're doing in, in the travel space and, and uh, combining that with like coaching as well, uh, being a coach myself. So it's, it's a really interesting intersection and niche that you, that you found here. And I think there's a lot we can connect on, like, you know, just helping people expand out of their comfort zones, especially in a physical environment, uh, in terms of travel too. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess, uh, we can kind of just start for those who are not familiar, you know, your background, your story, uh, how you got into this work and, and why you're excited about it. Yeah, sounds good. So I, um, I studied my third year of university. I enrolled in a hospitality and tourism program. Uh, I went to um, school at Roosevelt in Chicago. And I grew up in a middle class family. Um, I'm an only child to a single mom. And we never really had very much money growing up. Struggled to kind of keep food on the, on the table and in the pantry. So I would always see on TV, these um, places around the world uh, and in magazines, these photos, they're just beautiful, lush destinations. And it was just a dream to be able to one day go and visit them. And in my circumstances, I just never really thought it would be something um, that was attainable for someone um, like in my lifestyle or the, you know, the area that I would grow up in and whatnot. And plus, it was, there's such a stigma that I thought you must 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 be wealthy to be able to go and travel the world, right? So mm -hmm. um, 
fast forward, you know, I got to college and it was my third year. I, I was like, why not? I'm, I'm going to enroll in this tourism program. And it was on the very first day that I kind of fell in love with travel. And I made a pact to myself that I was going to figure out a way to go and see the world. Uh, we kind of went around the room the very first day of an international tourism uh, course. And there was a lot of foreign exchange students in this class. And of course, there's my professor who had traveled a lot and people who are older in this in this program as well. And so everyone had these different uh, experiences. And we had to say our name and introduce how many places that we've been to. And as people were saying like 10, 15, 20 or more destinations, I kind of whispered three under my breath and was kind of embarrassed and I've only traveled a little bit within the U.S. and two of those trips um, to Mexico and Canada were to visit my grandparents' side of the families. But I was so young, I didn't really remember them. And so I really hadn't traveled very much at that time. And I was like, I, I'm going to figure out a way. I'm going to go and travel the world to on my terms and at my own extent. And at that time, it was this was over 10 years ago, um, and the travel industry at that time was not offering jobs that really appealed to what I wanted and the lifestyle that I wanted. And I didn't want to just work for a company that paid me to travel. People were always telling me to go do, or I didn't want to become a travel agent and do bookings. I wanted to really go and explore and experience the world. And I didn't really find anything that would suit that. So after graduation, I packed a bag and I set off to go and uh, see the world. Granted, a lot of people ask me how I was able to do that. Simply, I just worked my butt off, worked as many jobs as I could while in school and managed or changed the way that I um, made my money, saved my money and managed my money. And before I knew it, I had a savings that I never really expected to have. And therefore, I was able to fund my travels. Um, and so I set up to travel the world. And little did I know, I absolutely fell in love with traveling and all of the places around the world. And kind of got addicted to it. And over the past decade, I have been traveling to over 80 countries by the time that I turned 30. And despite really enjoying all of my travels, I never worked while I traveled because I didn't want to take away from my experiences still. Um, I didn't want to dedicate my time to a job like blogging or even though I did have a blog, I just did it for fun, blogging or any freelance work just to because I... I didn't want it to detour me from enjoying what I was meant to do, which is travel. But therefore, for a while, I was struggling to really figure out what my path in life was. Like, what was I, what was my career path going to be? Because nothing really resonated with me. And I always told myself, I'll give myself by the time I turn 30 to kind of kick myself in the butt and, and put into some motion there. I gave myself that cushion. And it was really a prime phase of not only during the travel industry shifts during those 10 years of traveling from new websites and travel apps and travel trends that was happening, but also the rise in the internet and social media and digital nomad work and remote work options. So it really all just kind of fell into place. So by the time that I was ready to start figuring out what kind of business I wanted to begin, because I wanted to keep the lifestyle that I wanted and to sculpt my own uh, freedom-based lifestyle. Therefore, I knew I wanted to start something of my own. And I started studying everything that I could about starting an online business. And I was clueless. So I had no idea. I never even thought of the word travel coaching, never heard of it. 
But as I was learning how to start an online business and learning what kind of businesses there were, Facebook caught on to me. Facebook started pushing all these type of coaching uh, advertisements at me. I saw life coaches and health and fitness and every type of coach possible, as you guys all see on Facebook. Um, and therefore, to me, it made sense that this booming industry in the coaching world, I wanted to tailor to myself. And therefore, I called myself a travel coach and went with that and said, I'm going to start my own travel coaching business. Then I was still obviously trying to, then I had to learn how to become a travel coach, how to be a coach in general, and everything in between. And as I was doing that, I realized that there was nobody that I could turn to. There was no one out there that I could turn to from as a travel coach or an institute where I can say, teach me how to become a travel coach or anything like that. So, and I had a lot of people reaching out to me asking like, hey, that's interesting. What is it? And therefore it, it dawned on me that I want to be that person that creates this wave of for travel coaches. I wanted to be that person that someone else who was just a traveler like I was struggling to find their career path and struggling to figure out how they can use all their authentic travel stories and experiences to create a a career that really was authentic and resonated with them and was purposeful for themselves. And I wanted to be that travel coach expert. Um, And so that's why I created the Travel Coach Network. And that is where I created a travel coach program where I, as essentially it's just like a mix of a travel coach and a business coach, because I just help people find their, what resonates most with them in their particular travel expertise and how to turn that into a thriving business in the travel industry. Um, And so that's what kind of got me to where I am here. My travel coaches all specialize in their own niche and areas because as travelers, as something I realized when I was traveling is that everyone is very unique in their experiences, their skills, their knowledge. There is, as a blogger, I would, I could answer things that people reach out to me about general travel, budget travel, female solo travel, safety tips, stuff like that. But then I started getting questions from people like moms or someone with a disability or someone of a specific race or uh, religion asking me specific travel related questions. And I didn't have those answers, but I knew that throughout my travels, I had met someone who did have those answers and have those stories. So I, in my head, I was like, there must be a way for passionate travelers to be able to use their authentic travel experiences and grow their own travel business where they can help people in a genuine way um, and still make a, uh, make a business out of it, make money out of it because a lot of people are turning to digital nomad work and freelance work and remote work options. Um, So that's what kind of all got me to where I am now. My specialty as a travel coach though, is I focus on travel wellness and uh, really tapping into the, myriad of studies of wellness benefits that travel has on the mind, body, and the soul. Um, And I tailor that for uh, the workplace as well as business travel. Um, So that's kind of what got me to where I am today with my business. That's, that's super interesting. I think that what I get out of that is that you really just set on the path to, to just create your own path, you know, and, and hearing that, you know, that you looked for all these tried to look for all these resources that you couldn't find. Um, and then you just decided to just do your own and create your own system and network. So 
I love that sort of tenacity there. Um, but yeah. you know, uh, so I, I'd be really curious now to just get into what travel coaching is. Cause I, I feel like I have my own sort of perceptions of it or, or idea of it, but, um, maybe we can just start with what, what you see or define as travel coaching. Yeah. So as I kind of mentioned, travel coaching is very unique to every travel coach. It's a more so a general term. It essentially just means that you are helping people travel better and more effectively in a way that is authentic to your personal travel experiences, skills, and knowledge. So, uh, for myself, for example, my specialty or my experience is traveling solo, traveling as a girl, um, traveling on a budget, and then everything in between that is pretty general, like travel safety and how to find, you know, um, destinations and whatnot. So I, it's just going more on a deeper level of how to be able to take what resonates uh, with you most as a traveler and how you can turn that into a way to help others who best connect to you. So um, I, for instance, take it on a much deeper level. I It's all through empowerment and education. It's very different from a travel agent or a travel advisor. Um, a lot of times that's something that a misconception a lot of people have initially with travel coaches. They hear travel coach and they think, oh, you plan and do my bookings for me. No, we're not travel agents. There's a very big difference. And that's why where I emphasize the empowerment and the education aspect. Because in today's uh, travel culture, people want to be able to travel longer, farther, more, more often. Um, and they want to be more in control and involved in their travel planning. And there's science-based, that's actually... There's so many benefits to that. For instance, even the planning process for a trip can spark um, happiness hormones and uh, dopamine hormones. So it gets you more excited and more productive in the workplace and whatnot. So there's just so much more to the benefits of being involved in your travel. And that's what people are looking for. So a travel coach is someone who is going to have that knowledge that they have used and learned throughout their own adventures and be able to guide and help someone who's looking to have something similar or just to incorporate more travel into their own lifestyle. I always tell people, I don't expect people or tell people to go and travel to 80 countries. That's pretty ridiculous, you know, but it's everyone wants some sort of travel in their life, whether it's just a one time a year, a, you know, couple times a year to go, maybe they want to go on their own at some point in their, um, in their life, or they want to take their family on a trip, um, but they want more out of it. And as a travel coach, you're really emphasizing these um, deeper benefits of traveling, not only on your overall well-being, but also on this, you might have heard this kind of buzzword going on in the travel industry with transformative travel, but it really is to me, it's not a buzzword because it really is transformative. Travel is what transformed me and impacted my life into who I am today, the life that I have, the career I've created, and just everything. It's I always say it's been my greatest professor, and it really is a transformative experience for people, which is why travel is something some people turn to for so many different unique reasons. Maybe it's a traumatic life event. Maybe it's um, a, a horrible breakup. Maybe it's to strengthen a relationship. Maybe it's to find inner peace somehow. Everyone travels for their own reasons because they're looking for this internal transformation that these experiences are 
uh, can provide them. And a travel coach is just someone who helps them, guide them to ask them a question, themselves these certain questions that is going to be able to get these outcomes that they are really desiring. I mean, I love that. It's it's being able to travel with intention, mm-hmm. right? I think yeah, a lot definitely. of us will will go out there and maybe plan a trip and just be like, oh, this, I can do all these things and just kind of wing it, which I also do love though too. And, and I might want to kind of ask a little bit about that, like balancing, you know, travel with something to, that you just have fun with and, and be spontaneous about versus, you know, being too intentional or too mm-hmm. kind of uh, structured in that way. But um, so yeah, I, I guess, yeah. How do you sort of balance, you know, maybe it is just a different audience or a different type of person that uh, comes would would come to you for that or, or a travel coach but like you know what what kind of people are are coming to you and what what are they you know wanting to look to address more specifically what is that yeah. like problem that they have yeah so you're you're right like there it's more so traveling with intention um, but that doesn't also mean uh, that doesn't necessarily mean traveling with like a strict itinerary meaning I you intend to do a certain type of activity more so uh, traveling with intention is meaning going on doing the inner work on yourself before you go on a trip because it's so beneficial and this can be applied to so many different types of people um, which is why like the travel coach approach framework that I've created is based around this so it's really just going uh, asking yourself what's causing me to get away you know where are my stresses coming from um, you know, what kind of health concerns do I have? Do I have anxiety? Do I have, um, physical health issues? Do I have a disability? Uh, do I have even something like arthritis or, um, or any, any sort of like disease or anything, um, chronic illness? Am I overwhelmed in the workplace? Am I struggling with my marriage? Uh, am I, what are, when you ask yourself these questions and you're really tuning into your inner self, because when you think about it, these are reasons why people are going on a trip on the outside. It looks like, Oh, I'm going away with my girlfriends to get away. It's going to be fun. But there really is an underlying reason why people are going away. Why are they going on a trip while they're going on a vacation? Um, and like even a family goes away, it's because they're probably looking to really bond more. Um, so when you ask yourself these inner questions, that's going to help you create the find the answers of when when you want to go, how long you need to go for, where you want to go. Do you want to go somewhere tropical? Do you want to go somewhere in a colder weather, somewhere more adventurous, somewhere with nature on a beach, um, you know, in a big city? Um, who to go with? Should I go by myself? Do I need time by myself to do this uh, self-reflecting? Uh, do I need to go with my husband or my spouse? Because, uh, you know, the purpose of this trip is I really want to strengthen our relationship. And um, do I need to go with my children? Do I need to go with a friend? Um, so when you're, that's what travel coaching really is about is getting people to ask these inner questions. And that's what it means to travel with intention. You're traveling because you have a purpose an outcome you're looking for, ask yourself, what does my, what does my life look like upon returning from my trip? What do I physically want to feel like? What do I emotionally want to feel like? What does my daily routine look like? What does my mindset in my workplace look like in my marriage and my family? 
um, in every role that I am as a mother, as a friend. So when you do take the time to ask these questions for yourself, and then you can better plan and uh, book your trip and have these experiences so that you're able to um, have the results, have these benefits that travel can provide to you and come back and feeling like it was a very productive and beneficial travel experience versus I'm sure this may have happened to you before, someone that you know, they've gone on a trip and stuck to their work list and it flew by so fast and they never really got to enjoy it or, you know, went with someone who really, you know, wasn't the best relationship or traveler with them and really just had tension throughout it and ruined the trip or, um, you know, maybe they were wanting to get away and spend some time by themselves, but they were so preoccupied with either work or family or, or whatnot that they didn't get to enjoy and feel what they wanted to feel. So these are things that people need to address and think about um, so that they can have the ideal travel experience that they're looking for. And the type of people that are looking for this stuff is just literally everybody. And that's one of the reasons why I tailor my programs to, to the workplace for employees for travel policies, as well as for business travelers, because the rate of burnout and also the amount of people who are employees who don't use their paid vacation days or don't optimize on their travel opportunities within the workplace really are missing out on um, improving their overall health. And it, companies are really seeing this burnout rate, uh, rate rising faster than ever, despite the amount of corporate wellness programs that are being implemented and health trends that are happening and all these other initiatives, there's still an underlying problem. And for me, a perspective is travel is such a key component of every business success, whether it's for their employee workplace or for their business travelers. So why not tap into the highest potential that travel can provide and use that as a way to improve their overall well-being um, so that people can ultimately benefit in the workplace and benefit in the overall, overall lifestyle. I mean, it's, it's really cool that you work in, that you go into the workplace cultures and companies to, to help stretch that, the employees there. Cause that, I, that I really resonate a lot with that where, you know, there's so much unpaid or so much unused paid vacation that these companies are providing, but people just don't use them or don't know how to, uh, you know, uh, plan a trip around it or, or just utilize it properly. Right. So for you to come in to provide, you know, that, that framework or that structure to, um, you know, really tap into your why and, and what you're traveling for, uh, is, is super cool. I think it's, a, it's a really unique combination of, of things that I think is very much missing in a lot of places. Yeah, I totally um, agree. And you're right. Uh, there are, there was a study done in 2000, so last year, that over 52% of Americans didn't use uh, all their paid vacation days. And the year before that, that over, um, it was like 700 million unused vacation days were uh, given back, people are giving back their vacation days to their employers. And you're right, it's and it's not because people don't want to go on a vacation. Who doesn't want to get away? It's more so when you think about it. It's because of there's many factors, including lack of company support. People are afraid of, you know, how is my employer going to look at me when I want to go on a vacation? Or 
Um, they have fear that they are going to either be replaced or fired, or they're afraid of talking about their experience in the workplace when they get back. Or also, it's just a really lack of poor of planning. It's a, um, a lot of times this might have happened to you or someone you know as well is that um, you push it off and you your workload is full. And before you know, it, you're like, oh, dang, like I want to use my vacation day. And then it's too late to request and it gets denied. Um, so and there's various other reasons as well upon all those. But yeah, the it, the workplace really needs to have to take into account the importance of travel and tightening up its travel policies in a way that really is suitable and attractive to everyone and not just millennials which is kind of like a misconception these days is that oh it's just millennials and the younger generation who want to travel and do remote work and stuff i've met so many um people over the age of 50 and travelers of all ages who wish that they could incorporate more travel into their lifestyle and to you know have you know even just take a, a decent vacation day during their 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 work work career their career life um and they just never really got around to do it or knew how to do it so being able to provide the empower, like the support and the guidance and the necessary resources and tools is really, really uh, crucial for companies to really, you know, start making a change in corporate wellness by emphasizing travel and how important it is and how much it's wanted and needed and how beneficial it can be on people's well-being. I, I definitely hear the passion in there. There's you're like, yeah, you get, you get super excited about it, which is great. Like, I think that's something, you know, and if I were to speak personally, you know, um, kind of having the, the, the structure, well, I'll just say that travel has definitely helped me dramatically. Like I, for the, my, my company, I used to work in technology consulting and, you know, within consulting is, you know, travel is very, is within the nature. Right. Um, and, and so I was very fortunate to be able to travel because of that starting that career and because of that job. Um, and it just, it, it definitely helped expand even my own personal and emotional growth as well. Right. To be able to, you know, see different cultures, different perspectives, different ways that humans live too. And, um, really just stretching, just like pushing yourself out of that bubble that is so easy to stay comfortable. And, um, I think that's, I, I, I just, that, that's what I love travel for, but, but it is hard for, I think a lot of people to, uh, kind of plan it in a way that will work for them rather than just kind of going, uh, and, and seeing how things, well, yeah, rather than just being, let's see, what am I trying to say here? Uh, <laughs> I, so I, cause I'm, I'm just thinking of, you know, where, where someone, what, at what point do someone, does someone kind of, uh, approach this? Right. Cause I, I think from my end, I, you know, I, I, I learned a lot by just doing it on my own, you know, and, and there's a lot of growth even in just putting in my own research or, or, um, this is where I have been getting a lot more passionate about like, for, so this podcast is a lot about emotional intelligence and, and how to tap into, 
you know, uh, the, these deeper needs that we have, um, within what we do. And I think travel is a really good, like very, I guess just tangible experience that you could do, uh, or, or to act upon to help improve that emotional intelligence in a way. Um, yeah, absolutely. so do you, I guess, I mean, I think you, your work kind of does touch upon a lot of that EQ almost subtly or indirectly, but I guess I can now use this, this opportunity to ask, like, what does emotional intelligence mean to you? And, and how, how does that kind of show up in either your clients or within your own personal life? Yeah. So you're so right. Like travel is such a key component to being, um, I don't even know if that's the right word, but just a key way to be able to tap into your own emotional intelligence and also to build that. Um, I know I, and I speak from personal experience because traveling is what opened my eyes to so many different types of cultures, ways of life, um, people, just everything from the people I shared a hostel room with to someone I sat next to on an airplane um, to the people I saw walking when I walked around a small town. I traveled to a lot of developing and underdeveloped countries, uh, which can be quite eye-openers for a lot of people who are not um, used to traveling to destinations like that. Uh, For instance, last year I was in Myanmar and Sri Lanka, and I've been uh, spent a month in India. um, And I just really love being out in Southeast Asia, especially. Um, And then I just came back from six months in South America, which has very um, massive country. uh, Yeah. Countries in there, which are very diverse in uh, lifestyles and um, the economy. So I'm, I've been exposed to a lot of different fluctuations in um, types of neighborhoods I've been in and um, poor areas. And it just really opened my eyes to tap into my own um, sense of compassion and empathy for humanity and to be more appreciative for a lot of things in life and to be um, more understanding of a lot of things in life. And that's always something that I've I've always said that this world, if people could travel more because of the power that travel can have or the effect travel can have on someone's emotional intelligence, that the world would be a lot better of a place, uh, meaning from a, a, a place of kindness, because it makes you more understanding <clears throat> of different people and cultures from the conversations you have and things that you see and you experience personally it really puts a lot of things in perspective for you. Um, I have had so many different experiences where either, you know, I sat with someone who is like a local in a low country and really got to know them. Or I sat, I remember sitting on um, a plane next to someone who was from India and he, we were just chit chatting and obviously we have very different lifestyles and cultures and everything. And he was just, um, I was sharing my adventures and he too liked to travel, but there's a lot of cultures that have a lot of restrictions and expectations on their people. And it just really opened my eyes to the difference that, um, you know, in cultures that people have and to be more appreciative of what you do have and also to see what other countries do and represent and um, things about them that you wish that you can bring to your own country and or your own life or your own personality um, and your own mindset. So there's just so much that travel can do for you. 
And as for the emotional intelligence side of things, it really just opens yourself to your own self-awareness and really strengthens your your social skills from not only just having to ask for help at times and making you look past your ego. And I've always been someone who's never asked people for help. I've always had trouble asking for help and traveling has forced me to had to ask for help. I've had to ask for help for many things from people, whether I was lost or couldn't find something or I needed help with something. And there was just the kindest souls as I was traveling that would just help me. And I've always called these uh, certain people, my travel angels. And the reason I call them my travel angels is because there has honestly been times where I was either underprepared, especially on my first backpacking trip ever at 22, um, and lack of planning. So I don't like to overplan things. Um, or there was just a times that I just really needed a ride somewhere or a place to stay or, or whatnot. And there was always this person who came out of nowhere who was helped me in some way. And I, they made such a lasting impact on my heart and my mind that I label them my, these people, my travel angels. And I don't even remember half of them or know their name. I just remember the the situations. Um, and I always just say that traveling makes you a better person because you're going to be very appreciative when people are nice and kind to you, when you're in an environment that you're very unfamiliar with, that they are, it's their home. And it's like someone who comes to your home city and is lost with a map. For you who knows the city to go and help them, you know, it's stuff like that. Like you just wish that there was someone who can help you. And there's just so many kind souls around the world and just to pull at um, your heartstrings and to make you uh, a more empathetic and compassionate person um, is something that travel has always, always done for me. And just having more of a appreciation and understanding of other people's perspectives. Um, and that's, ties back into why I say like people should travel more often and therefore the world would be a better place was because if people just understood that people have different perspectives on things and that's okay, even if you don't agree with it, then, you know, that's fine. If someone has a different belief system or upbringing or culture or religion or whatnot, you just acknowledge and understand that this is why they believe what they believe and move on, you know, there wouldn't be as much hostility, I believe, in the world because there could be a lot of close-mindedness versus if you were in an ex- in a place where you're exposed to a lot of this, it just changes how you see things and how you, um, how you let things leave an imprint on yourself. Does that make any sense? No, definitely. I mean, that it's, it's beautiful that, you know, that it, I, I, I like that you call them travel angels. I think it's super cool to to have these these moments. There, you know, the, as we look back, there's always these these things that have a huge impact on our lives that sometimes we do forget about. And um, so to have that as a reminder that you know th- this world can be a good place if you create the you know the right environments and create the right you know, perspectives or, or mindset around it as well. Cause I think part of it is, you know, that I feel like there could be a lot of resistance from, from people and, and a lot of either skepticism or, or fear or, or things that can cloud a good experience and, and a good travel experience. Right. Um, you know, we, we might hear a lot of how the world is so, you know, it is all, 
is just like burning down and like how terrible a lot of people are. And, it, and it's unfortunate that, you know, news and mainstream media does, you know, portray that a lot more. Um, and so we do forget about the the good parts of it and, and how kind and, and awesome people can be. Um, so, you know, that, I guess that kind of gets into like my question of, you know, what types of resistance do you get from people who uh, maybe don't feel like they need to travel or can travel? Um, and, and how do you work, work through that? Yeah, that's a great question because um, that is something that people always ask me about. Um, and therefore I've been uh, made aware of different things that can hold people back. And some of those things would be uh, finances, of course, um, lack of confidence, safety concerns, um, and the ways to go around it. I always say that travel is completely doable and affordable for every type of budget, as long as you make an effort to make it happen. And the reason I say that is because in today's day and age, there is so many different tools and resources in the travel industry to be able to find and tailor trips based on your desired um, expense. And that doesn't mean whether you want to go on a luxurious trip and or you want to pay for a travel agent or if you want to um, go on the tightest budget that you can from the amount of types of accommodations. And when I say budget accommodations, it always kind of puts people at like a pause and they're like, well, I'm not going to stay in like a hostel. That sounds scary. I saw the movie. But it's um, really is such a general term. And um being able to stay in a place where I call a budget accommodation is just that you're finding a place that is more suitable to yeah your budget. It could be a private room. It could be a home share. It could be, yes, a dorm and a hostel, which all of these experiences, no matter where you stay, is going to impact your experience. So if I always say if I'm traveling and I'm in a mood, I want to meet people, I'll stay in a hostel. I meet some of my friends from around the world are people I met traveling and in hostels, which are some of the cutest little places you can think of that you would never expect to pay $5, $3 for a room uh, for the night. So there really is. So a lot of times people have that wall up where they're like, oh, I'm not going to stay in a budget accommodation because that sounds terrible. I don't want to live with cockroaches and bed bugs. But that's very close minded um, way of thinking of things because there really are so many beautiful options out there um, that uh, for accommodations. Um, and then also just the amount of websites and tools that you're able to find flights and deals and discounts and everything. Um, I always tell people I wrote a travel and mindset book this past year called Hey, You Just Go, where I share a lot of these tips in. But there's so many different ways. And that's where I come with the education aspect of a travel coach is that um, I tell people about my favorite websites to use like Skyscanner or um, how to the importance of using a, a hub airport versus just any local or closest nearby airport. As a hub, hub airports, you're most likely going to find a much cheaper deal by even a couple hundred bucks. So there's a lot of these little trip tricks and tips that are saturated on the Internet these days. So the resources and tools are at everyone's fingertips. It's just a, a matter of people going about and finding and implementing them and implementing them properly. Um, and so budget is never really something that I say that should really hold anybody back. It also takes a lot of um, 
planning and taking action in your own money management. So how you earn money, what kind of jobs you do, how you save your money, how you manage it, because that is what enabled me to be able to even begin my journey around the world. Um, it doesn't matter how much money that you make if you don't manage it and save it properly. properly. Um, and then as for yeah. the, the confidence as well is something that people... Uh, especially girls or especially someone who wants to go alone is always concerned about, you know, people often get scared of going to a place that they're unknown. That's the unknown. They're, they've never been there before. They don't know anybody. Right. Um, how am I going to get around? How am I going to communicate? The language barriers. What if I get lost? All these different things go through people's minds. How do I navigate the airport there? But I always tell people uh, when language barrier is always a concern is that, you have to remember that the travel industry is a the tourism industry is a the leading revenue generator for a lot of countries around the world. And when you take into account the top countries that travel most, which could be Canada, Australia, Germany, um, and then of course the U.S. that and people from England. We speak English. So a lot of these countries, even the remote places, can have someone who speaks at least a little bit of English because they want to tailor it towards tourists, people who travel more. Um, so I never – and then also, if there is a place, and I've been to places where they don't speak any English, there's always little apps on your phone that you can download as a translator. So there's never an excuse to say, well, language, I won't understand things. Um, so there's a lot of things that people can um, – be more educated on and it's them being able to change their mindset and gain the confidence to be able to go and have this adventure that they're looking for without any expectations or without any walls or preconceived notions on what's going to happen or how something's going to be like um, and just letting those walls down with culture and lifestyle and whatnot and just being able to absorb it all and to let it affect you mentally, physically, emotionally, um, and really just change your perspective on everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get that. It's, you know, a lot of us will get stuck in trying to, you know, figure out the how and all the different details that we, we have to, you know, uh, plan for or accommodate for. And, and, you know, there's a lot of these walls that we put up, like whether it be money or, or, you know, safety concerns and, and whatnot, which are all valid things to be thinking about. But behind okay. that is, is something, you know, is, is deeper thing that you can introspect on and in, in how you feel about it. Like what is this core emotion that you are having, um, that is, that is, that is creating these blocks for you. Right. Um, so, so as a coach, like obviously the, you know, coaches do have to practice their own EQ as well. Like how do you help people, you know, in your experience through the workplace as well? Like how do you help people navigate through that to, to really give them that, that fire to, to, to get out there to travel? Yeah, so it really is boils down to, like I said, um, the education and the empowerment on it. A lot of times people don't aren't aware of um, these different things, these different, you know, websites, tools, resources. And 
showing them and teaching them how to use them properly and also empowering them to do that inner work because when they are able to identify their true purpose for their their trip, it gives them even more confidence. And then getting them involved in it too gets more excited about it. Um, And then having them desire the outcome and think about what life's going to look like when they return and how much better they're going to feel. And, you know, um, it just, it's like a snowball effect every time they come back and they're ready to go for another one because it comes as like addiction, which is what happened to me. But it's really when you travel, like you said, with intent is really what, where all these benefits are going to come from. Um, so just being able yeah. to help people with this. And I always just keep turning back to confidence because it really is uh, the confidence to be able to manage your money better, the confidence to be able to do the bookings on your own, to do the research on your own, to you know get to the airport on your own, to take that flight by yourself, or to create that family um, trip on your own, um, to plan... Um, early enough in time for the workplace so that your trip doesn't get rejected. Um, so it really is a, a lot about confidence and just really realizing, um, you know, their their true purpose for all of this because a lot there's a lot of people who want to go on trips and dream of going on a trip, but they never get around to doing it. Um, and they're yeah. stuck in this cycle of the same emotions and mindset where if you gave them this boost and this um, encouragement and the support saying, you know, everything will be okay and prepare them for what could be um, and just give them the confidence like safety wise and stuff too from experts who've been there and done that and have the experience to really just change the way that they see things and how they think and give them that, that encouragement that they need. I mean, there's so much the fear of the unknown, right? So yeah. it's like if you can even in it. And I love that confidence is a big part of it too, because part of, you know, I think a lot of us even are scared to admit that we're not confident about something, right. And Mm -hmm. and to start even working on that. But part of confidence is the willingness to be uncomfortable, you know, Um, that's in as, as simply as it is, right. Well, I mean, simple to hear, I guess, but hard to implement, of course, but it, as long as you, you know, can be aware of what are, what is, what are those boundaries that are uncomfortable for you? Um, are you able to sit just on that boundary or even a bit outside of it? Uh, will will help you then, you know, design in this conversation, design a trip that, you know, you can actually have more meaning and fulfillment from, uh, you know, that, that will actually get you to come back better. Right. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us will be travel and we'll just use it as a way to get away as we talked about a bit in in earlier in the episode to just escape for a bit, but then we'll come back like doing the same thing again, you know, feeling the same frustrations or stress or, or problems that we might have. And, um, it ends up not really doing much or, or not, uh, helping you, be productive or get better in any way. So to, to address it, you know, going in so that, you know, you can come out, come out better. I think that's a, a cool thing to, to help people work through. Um, yeah, so absolutely. yeah. And, and there we're coming up on the hour here, but I think that's, it's super cool to, that, 
you know, I obviously hear the passion in, in your voice and in you doing this work. I think it's super cool that you're, you know, that's, that's the one thing that's missing, especially for Americans too, actually is, is travel. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of cultural and, and systemic things that kind of keep us in place and maybe even geological too, because, you know, it's hard to really get out of the country <laughs> physically. Um, we don't have many forms of transportation within it either. So, uh, but, but that's the, you know, I like that shouldn't be an excuse, you know, to, to hold us in our place and to keep us in a bubble because that will just limit our, our own perspectives in life. Um, and, and just connection with others, because I think as humans, we all want to belong. We all want to know that we're not alone, but, uh, a lot of times it's easier to feel that way if we can't travel. So anyway. yeah. And there's so much of our country, beautiful country or anyone who lives in any country who can't get away. There's so much of their own land to explore too. So right. it, traveling doesn't necessarily mean you have to go abroad. It just means you're just going on this, you know, self-fulfilling adventure to help you in some way. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so in the interest of time, uh, I like to end my, my episodes with, uh, sort of this, this rapid fire kind of thing around the, the five core emotions that we have. Um, have you heard, seen the movie inside out, uh, no. animated movie? No. Yeah. It's, it's, a it's just a really fun movie that sort of pers- personified the five core emotions that we all have as humans. So with this though, I I like to kind of just tap into just rapid fire style, you know, your experience with these emotions or what you feel about them or how they kind of show up in your life. Um, whether that be a personal story or experience or, or just how you view it in the world. Right. So, uh, real quick, I guess the first one is, is anger. Uh, how do you, how do you feel about anger? How, how has anger, um, you know, shown up in, in your world or, or how do you? Yeah, I, uh, I view anger as a, to me in my life is a wasted emotion because I, it takes a lot of energy to be angry. Um, and I have a lot of energy. I have a lot of things to do that require my energy. Um, so I take things instead of, I try to see a meaning in everything and I try to pick and choose what I let affect me. And therefore I'm limiting how, what actually makes me angry. It actually takes me, takes a lot to make me angry. Um, I've never really been someone who strongly, um, um, has gotten angry often. Um, just because I don't see a lot of, I don't know, a lot of purpose in a lot of things that could make someone else angry. It just really just doesn't matter to me. I kind of let things brush off off of my shoulders as much as I can. Hmm. Yeah, it, that's, I mean, I think it's a good mentality to try to, you know, not get uh, kind of too caught up easily, I guess. And, but anyway, yeah, so so many more questions, but yeah. I, like tapping into other emotions then, uh, how about disgust? I don't know. That's such an odd emotion to be disgusted by something. Um, I guess yeah. the things that make me most disgusted and this, this boil, this goes back to my travel experience and just what travel is 
uh, formed my perspective on things is just when people are very ignorant and um, to other people's ideas, cultures, uh, belief systems, and um, forwardly put out like a, a negative uh, negativity towards it, um, that can disgust me just because I don't think it's fair and I don't think it's, um, I mean, it's right for anyone to say whatever they want to say, but um, it just d- gives me an icky feeling inside when I feel that someone is put down for, you know, living how they want to live or believe in what they want to believe in if they're not doing anyone harm. Yeah. So you mean kind of just casting upon, you know, the, 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 the shoulds or, or whatnot. On yeah. People, like if someone's right? way of life or, you know, sexuality, way of life, um, religion, cultural aspects, anything. If, once people put judgments or, um, you know, on people, it just, it is an icky, disgusting feeling to me to know that, you know, people are either seen that way or treated that way or whatnot. Yeah. No. And and I think that actually that was what I was going to want to comment on before too, because it's like, you know, um, it's, it's setting aside the ego and, and thinking that, you know, you're not the center of the world. You're not, you're the movie star of every movie, right? Like there are other people in the, in this planet, right? Obviously. And, and like, uh, to, you know, set aside the ego to know that like everybody has their own way of living and preference of living. Like as long as you're not harming or or hurting others or yourself, like that, you know, people can live how they want. Right. right? Yeah, um, absolutely. So, so that's interesting that you brought that up as a disgusting feeling, right? Because, you know, how would you feel, right? If, if others were to try to contain you or to try to put you in a box, like it's, it's, not a great feeling so um anyway so fear yeah fear fear is a common one for a lot of people um it's a little bit of a tricky one for me to answer just because I've always been someone who has pretty bad anxiety and anxiety is kind of this uh irrational fear of things um but with that said I've never let it hinder me So I can apply that to my thought on just fear itself is that you can be afraid of something, but if you change, if you, it depends on the self-talk in your own head um, and how you let things affect you, how you let fear affect you. For instance, like a a lot for me, I do um, guest speaking at summits and presentations and stuff. So it can be pretty scary sometimes, but if I change the talk in my head, um, to, you know, I own this, I can do this and, you know, more positive self-talk. I also, this is quite kind of strange, but I am, um, quite fearful of flying. Yeah. You heard that, right? I don't like (laughs) to fly. Um, and that is kind of something that's gotten worse over the years because I've always had anxiety of flying, but it never affected me as much as it has now. And I think a lot of that has to do I know a lot of it has to do with the stuff like in the news with a lot of planes and stuff, uh, crashes and everything and, you know, turbulence problems and stuff. So I, and I have a fear of heights. So it's, um, why flying makes me so scared, but I love travel so much and it is such a key part of my life. I can't let being afraid of flying 
hold me back. So mm-hmm. fear is something that I think you can use as motivation and drive versus letting you limit you in your life. I think what I get out of that is like being able to see what is on the other side of fear, right? Um, to if like fear can just be this really big clouded wall that we put right in front of our faces and we, we can't see outside of that or, or what will help us push past it. So for you to know that, you know, you love travel so much that you can't let this fear stop you. I think that's, that's a really, you know, really cool way to, to overcome it. Um, so how about sadness? Sadness. That's a kind of a tricky one too, because, Granted that I have always had uh, anxiety and um, struggles with depression every now and then. Um, Sadness is another thing that can be quite tricky to people, but it's really how you uh, cope and manage. Um, Traveling has always been something that I've used to help me with that. Um, And it's another way to help sculpt my experiences. So when I, at times when either I'm feeling sad or down or, um, you know, I'll go to a lake, um, or a beach somewhere by water is always really calming for me. So being able to use these emotions like sadness, instead of it really putting a huge damper on yourself, but using it as a, um, a motivation to do something different, like going for a walk or doing something that will spark your happiness or will help you do this inner reflection on like where it's sadness is coming from um and then know that just also i i'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason so if something does make you sad i always try to find purpose for everything so um sadness is a normal emotion for people to feel and should feel but if you apply purpose to whatever is making you sad it can really help with the situation and really um change a lot of the way you see things and the way that you let it affect you and how much you let it affect you. So I, I know we're like caught up on time, but I'm, I'm always curious about, you know, uh, that everything has is a meaning or purpose. Cause I think there, you know, for it, it, it almost makes it feel like, you know, whenever something sad does happen, that, that, it like it's a default that you have to have a reason for it. Like it just feels, you know, disconnecting or, or I don't know what the word is. It feels like, uh, you know, that, that just because I'm sad about something, like I have to find a reason for it. It feels like it's not it admitting or it's not really empathizing with the sadness, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, so, I, can, I relate to that a lot just because I have anxiety. So a lot of times there are days that are rough where you feel uh, sad for no reason. So that's a common emotion for people who struggle with anxiety and or depression uh, to feel sadness for no purpose. So there isn't a reason. And a lot of times that's the truth. There really isn't a reason for your sadness. So if... Um, there's and because there isn't a reason you can't apply purpose to it and and meaning and whatnot 
then it's more so you have to turn to your coping mechanisms um, and just say, you know, maybe I just need the day off and just to lay in bed and watch movies that make me laugh. Like I love comedies and stuff um, or funny TV shows um, or do something I really love. Like I do a lot of art and painting, especially of my travel pictures. So um, you're right. There isn't always a reason to be applied to feeling sad. Um, and that's where you just turn more to your coping skills and just understanding that it's okay to feel not okay and to feel sad for no reason um because everyone has those days yeah yeah so um lastly is joy yeah uh joy is something I try to incorporate into my life as much as I can. And I try to find joy in as many things as I can, not only through my travels, but through the people that I am connected with, that I spend my time with. Um, I find joy in my clients. Uh, when I work with my clients and I get off the client call, I have so much joy knowing that I'm helping someone in such a impactful way. Um, I find joy, you know, spending time with my dog that I just adopted and spending time at the shelters with animals, knowing I'm making a difference in their lives. So just being able to have joy comes, joy comes to people in so many different ways. Um, so finding what you know makes you happy and what brings you joy is really important. And then incorporating more of that into your life. Um, I love spending time with my mom. Um, so just finding things that really make a difference in my life and really matter to me. And that's something that traveling has done for me is helped me help show me what matters to me most in life and like who matters and what relationships matter and what don't, what doesn't and how I can uh, use those to bring more joy to my life. Awesome. Thanks for that. Those are, it provides a lot of, a lot of good insight on, on those emotions there. So, um, Lastly, thanks. So anyway, thanks for coming on and sharing your knowledge here and your expertise around this. I think we had a really cool conversation around like the importance of travel and and what it can help with and and uh, how how people can even just do it, you know, for themselves or to motivate them to get out. So, um, so thanks for that. Is how can how can people find you if they're interested to work with you or if like uh or, or to just learn from you know your tips and tricks and whatnot? Yeah, so um you can find me on my Facebook and Instagram, which is Sahara Rose Travels, um, as well as my website, the travelcoachnetwork.com. I do have uh, open enrollment still for the travel coach program. If someone is interested in turning their passion for travel into their own travel related business, or if there's any companies who are interested in emphasizing travel in their workplace or their business travel. So the travel coach network.com as, and, or uh, my Facebook and Instagram, Sahara Rose travels. All right. And I'll link those in the description. So definitely check her out. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad that we had this conversation. I had a lot of fun and I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to the Human Up podcast with Sahara Rose DeVore. I hope you enjoyed it and got a lot of good insights out of this episode. Um, we definitely hit on a lot of different things there. Um, but basically geeked out on both of our love for her travel and, and why it's so important for 
uh, for just humans and individuals to get out of their comfort zone, like both physically and emotionally, um, to, to just cross those boundaries and stretch their emotional growth. So, um, again, I, I definitely see travel as a really good way to boost your emotional intelligence. And so for those who are following this podcast, um, if, if you're looking for ways to do that, definitely book a flight like soon. Uh, and you know, there's, there's always all these excuses and, and things that will hold us back from traveling. But, um, you know, there really isn't a, a proper or like the perfect or the right time to travel. You just kind of got to just do it. So with that, uh, I'll share a little bit of an update on the projects that I'm working on as well as how you might be able to get connected with me if you're interested in this type of work, uh, especially in developing emotional intelligence. Um, but if not, then this is your cue to, to, to skip this episode or, or, uh, go, you know, do something else. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, one of my projects right now is to write an ebook, which I hope to publish on Amazon. Um, but that's going to be based on the 11 exercises that I've collected to jumpstart your own emotional intelligence, um, which right now is just a one page sort of PDF download, uh, which you can also get at victorong.com slash subscribe, by the way. Um, and, uh, but, but each of those exercises, I can definitely flesh out into a lot more detail about how to, how to use them and, and how to improve, um, you know, each little aspect within our emotional intelligence. So, um, look out for that. I am excited to be able to offer that, uh, for those who are interested. And, um, so if you are definitely subscribe at victorong.com slash subscribe, and that's where I'll send out the, the updates for when that book drops. Um, at the same time, I'm also working on a video course, which I plan to use as an aid for my coaching programs. Um, for those who have been following this podcast for a while, you'll know that I've been working with individuals on a one-on-one -on -one basis to help improve their emotional intelligence and, and use it to create more personal clarity in their life and in their relationships and in how they're feeling. Um, but I, I know that that's not fully accessible to most, uh, especially it being very expensive to do. But that's why I want to offer a video course as well as a group coaching program for those, uh, for, for it to be more accessible. Um, especially coming from an immigrant family where, um, you know, financial, uh, sort of, just this idea of disposable income isn't within our vocabulary. Um, it's, it's honestly a little bit of a, a big reason why mental and emotional health is, um, has such a huge stigma, especially in, in immigrant cultures, um, or, or people of color where, you know, coming, if, if you grow up with, you know, not having that many resources to, to spend on even your own basic needs, you know, why would, how could you justify, you know, spending money and investing in yourself, right? In, in a long-term future growth when you're struggling to just put food on the table. Um, 
So accessibility is super important to me, and eventually I, I do definitely want to be able to, you know, offer these programs um, for very, very affordable rates for for those in need. And uh, this video course and group coaching program is what will help me get there. So definitely look out for that if you're interested in joining the waitlist for that and to help me build the best course ever for you. Um, definitely sign up at victorung.com slash video course. Uh, that's victorung.com slash video course. And I'll also link all of those in the description below as well. But um with that, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And I really appreciate you and your soul for caring about emotional intelligence and for wanting to, to improve yourself and to be the best version of yourself that you can be as well. So um, thank you again for listening and I will catch you next Monday. <laughs>